Hey guys, welcome to Rediscover You. I'm your host, M. Swain. And if you landed here today, it is 111% not an accident. It means you're ready to fall back in love with life and rediscover you. This juicy little podcast is here to tell you about my authentic story of how I awakened and to give you the full spectrum of a journey to self-rediscovery. My heart's desire is to give you access to the rather wild journey life has taken me on. Plus, to give you insights into all the tools, processing, and the holistic approach to healing I have discovered, which I know will help you begin to fall madly in love with life too. So, let's get started. Last week, I began to speak about grief. It is such an in-depth topic and something we all go through in different ways. But today I want to open up about the regrets, the overwhelm, and how to come back into presence. There is a difference I have learned between grieving and suffering when we lose someone we love. I used to suffer. Suffering feels like an unmovable weight that has been clamped around your ankles. Your body has been thrown overboard and you're sinking desperately, helplessly drowned by an impossible void of guilt, self-hatred, despair, sorrow, and regret. You can't sleep, you can't eat, you lose your depth of love for life. You lose your soul. Your mind becomes a prison and inside it you sit screaming trying to numb away whatever you can to survive. This was me for years, stuck in a prison of my own self-hatred and brokenness. Grief, on the other hand, is like being engulfed by a massive wave in the ocean. It sucks you in, overwhelms every part of you. It pulls you down into the depths of the sea but you remain calm and you float to the top. Just like the biggest waves and storms, it passes and you come back to the shore. When you get out, you feel almost exhilarated that you survived. There's a deep aliveness within you, a sense of relief and gratitude for the event and moment and movement which just took place. It's unforgettable. The waves of grief they make you come even deeper into life. Catherine's death did that for me. She unlocked a depth within my heart I would never or perhaps could never have unlocked without losing someone of whom I loved in that level. The loss of her earthly life opened a passageway into the part of my heart from which now a deeper love flows out of me than ever could have before. That love which she unearthed when she departed will be the very love which will hold, heal, and awaken many, many, many more souls in this lifetime. When I feel my grief for her, I find gratitude because it reminds me again and again of how deep my love does flow. Coming into this truth was not always easy for me. 
Nowadays, it feels natural to ride the waves of grief, however intense they are. And trust me, they can be intense. But I know how to do it. And I want to share with you the turning point for me. I want to go into my journey when I was learning how to grieve and not to suffer, how to heal through grief and what I did. I want to open up that space to show you how we can move through our grief and deepen into our healing through it. I wrote this on September 21st, 2020. I've had a few surges of emotions in the past few days and nights. The main one was about Catherine. I was lying in the middle of Waterloo Park in the sunshine, minding my own beeswax, when my I'm about to cry about Catherine song came onto my playlist. It's called Loved Me Back to Life by the one and only Celine Dion. And to be honest, if there was ever a singer to cry to with justification, it would be Celine Dion. So don't judge me over here. Anyways, Kath sang it once in a competition a few years ago. I can still see her in our living room practicing. She kept asking me about how she should move when she sang, and I can still see the defeated look in her face when she said to me, I wish you had my voice, Em, because you do everything right and I can't. All I can do is sing. I'll never forget how broken my heart felt. She was so fucking amazing, and she just never got it. Anyways, that song came on, and I was engulfed by emotions. Most days I'm fine, I'm good. I'm growing and breathing and feeling. I'm becoming aware and whole. But some days I feel like a cat that's been thrown into a huge pool of water, desperate, scrabbling to keep afloat. All my claws are out and I'm kicking as hard as I can for any sign of stability, of ground, of anything to stop me drowning. I feel so alone, and the tormentors that threw me in there are laughing at my desperate attempts to survive. My whole body feels swept aside. I can feel my chest close so tight that it squeezes floods of tears out my eyes. Every grasp of air, I try to push out the overwhelming pain. I open my eyes and search around to see if someone has noticed while they're lying in the sunshine enjoying their orange juices and casual conversations, my entire heart is being ripped apart at the seams. No one does. I'm alone in a deep sea of agony. I thought after capturing that horrific moment, my grief wave would have crashed over me and the tides would pull back and I would find my healthy equilibrium again. But that definitely, 110%, did not happen. A day or two later, I had a healing session with Ange. During the healing, my chest literally felt like I was going to explode. It was like someone hooked me up with adrenaline and squeezed the entire drip bag. It may sound like a doll, but trust me, kids, it wasn't. I could feel the energy flooding out of me. 
Ange did say that she'd moved a lot of energy, and while that night, it simply caught up with me. I had a massive breakdown. I felt like every inch of me was at total war. All my hours of breathwork yoga coming into the present, all my fucking essential oils, chakra cleansing baths, and calorie counting, and in-depth book reading and meditation all went to shit in a bucket. I threw the baby and its toys all out with the bathwater. Let me tell you something. Shit was explosive. A true emotional shit show. Gosh, it is so damn complicated being a multi-layered immortal, yet mortal being. We are so complex, and my complexities took over. I feel overpowered. I feel a loss of power. I feel no personal power. I feel my power is being taken away from me. Catherine took it from me when she committed suicide. There were several other examples, but I've edited them out for this podcast. But all around in those moments, I felt powerlessness from those who I believed should be empowering me. However, this is where my turning point began. I have gotten to a place recently where I'm a lot more self-aware. For instance, this is not me writing, little 2021 me. <laughs> not the real me. This is my ego writing. This is my damaged inner child. I am not being present. I am swirling somewhere in between the past, the future, and my own imaginary world of traumas added by my sublimated projections of unhealed wounding from my dead mother and sister. It's messy, people. Messy. But maybe the chakra cleansing baths, meditations, books, yoga, and breath have had some positive impact after all. I am currently still learning and processing all this self-awareness ego stuff. So I'm going to have to call in my latest resource to help pinpoint my shit show. Echad Tule is the author of a book called A New Earth. And he wrote this about the human ego. Ego is a conglomeration of recurring thought forms and conditioned mental emotional patterns that are invested with a sense of I, a sense of self. Ego arises when your sense of beingness, of I am, which is the formless consciousness, gets mixed up with the form. This is the meaning of identification. This is the forgetfulness of being, the primary error, the illusion of absolute separateness that turns reality into a nightmare. It sounds complicated, but it is an exact insight into my many recent breakdowns, and I think my general state of emotions. I have attached myself, my ego, to different forms in my life. I have a broken sense of self when it comes to being a sister and having siblings. My deep sense of remorse for Catherine and my relationships, our broken history, all the blame and grief ascribed to us has formulated in my mind a pattern that has made me see my sense of self and my sister as a fucking disaster. I've lived in these stories and broken truths for so long, and I've never actually just opened my eyes to what is right in front of me. 
My ego feels damaged, overwhelmed. It feels the power is being taken away from me. And my inner child is simply starting to want to scream and cry. I need to stop. I actually call bullshit on myself. Take a deep breath in. <sighs> Reassess yourself. Okay, I'm here. I'm present. All I have written was in an egoic state. My emotions I have experienced recently and projected were out of a damaged inner child, out of a damaged ego. So let's face the real-time facts. I am fine. I have a home, a job, a family, a soulmate, a purpose. But even with none of that, I am. I simply just am. And sitting in this silent moment, I can truly sense the goodness and blessing and wholesome love and protection that is covering this life of mine. I think I need to not think because it is our very own thinking that overpowers us and makes us powerless. No one else is doing that to me, to be very honest. I'm overpowering myself with my ego responses to people, my hurt perceptions, my past projections, and my future insecurities. My ego is the only thing leaving me crying my eyes out night after night. And I recognize that now, and I'm letting it go. Everything will be okay, because everything is okay, because everything simply is. Guys, please know this. There will always be triggers. We will always have egos. And that is perfect. That is a part of our human experience. We are perfect in our imperfections. There will be times when a song, a smell, a moment, a color, ah, there will be moments where the pain arises and it's overwhelming. There will be times our egos react from the depths of our unconscious wounding. My biggest advice is to lean into those moments. Lean deeply. Don't block them, compartmentalize them, push them aside. Feel, baby. <laughs> Feel them. <laughs> Emotions are energy in motion. If we get triggers and the emotions come, that energy is ready to be moved. It takes deep courage and vulnerability to hold space for those parts of ourselves. But that's how we deepen our self-love. It's not just the bubble baths and massages and orgasmic goodness. It's sitting with our most painful moments as they arise and being there for ourselves. And then coming back, rereading over some of these journal articles, I sit and smile so much because this is how the shift began to happen. I began to learn about self-awareness and I began to call bullshit on myself and come back to the present. To this day, I fall into regrets, into grief, into my egoic projections and pain. It's normal. It's okay. In fact, grief, death, loss, 
It's one of our greatest portals to the depths of our hearts and our shadows. It is from those places we can deepen ourselves, elevate our energy and expand into our fullest versions of ourselves. Death is a portal to take us deeper into stillness and into a place where we can find inner peace. It is when we are attached to the form that these deaths and the loss becomes like suffering in ourselves. It's that longing for the form. It's the attachment. And when the loss comes, there is a lot of grieving. And that's natural. It's totally natural. And I'm not saying that you don't grieve or not to grieve. But that grieving doesn't have to be suffering. And there is a difference. And the difference is in the mind. So grieving is an emotion. That loss, that sadness, is a natural emotion. But when we turn it into suffering, that's when the thoughts that happen go along with our grief. That's when it becomes suffering. Why did this have to happen? It shouldn't have happened. What am I going to do without my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, my dog? Fill in the blank. Those are the thoughts that keep you in that suffering mode. And you have to watch yourself very, very carefully. Because sometimes that will happen. What the ego will do is take that suffering and identify with it so much and almost put that suffering now as a replacement of the form that you have lost. So say for instance, your mom, your sister, whoever has passed away. It's almost like the ego thinks it brings you comfort. You become comfortable with your suffering until of course you can't stand it anymore. And you know you need to move on. So there's an awareness, enough awareness in you right now that can transcend that suffering and fully just go into the natural emotion of it, into the grief and the sadness. I'm not saying that once you go into it one time, it completely goes away. That is not what it's about. It's about what is happening within you in that moment. And as you may have already experienced, when losses come, they come in waves. It's like one moment, all of a sudden, sitting in a park trying to drink your orange juice. You start, that song comes on, a thought comes in about the person that you've lost in your life or an animal that you've lost in your life, and then that wave of grief and sadness, it comes. And then it's kind of like you can go for days without even thinking about it. Or maybe you think about it and you think about them, but there's no emotion behind it. It's just, oh, a fond memory. So grief happens in waves just like emotions happen in waves. We just have to go with the process of allowing that wave to run its course so that it is not about trying to control it. You won't be able to control it. Your mind and your ego may try to control it and say, 
I don't want to deal with this feeling, so I'm just going to get busy and do something else. And just run away from it, run away from anything until finally it just all sort of hits you, usually really fucking hard. <laughs> it hits you so hard because you've been running away from it. It's like pushing something down, a beach ball underwater, and you're holding it and you hold it and you hold it until you've lost the energy to hold it because it takes a lot of energy to hold it down. And suddenly it just sort of pops up. So I'm inviting you to allow whatever arises in that moment, whatever you're doing, even if you're engaged in an activity, to just be with that feeling. If tears come, allow them to come. This transcendent part of this will disidentify with the form. So the form is gone, and what is left is emptiness. And that's the feeling that we feel. It's allowing us to feel the emptiness and the emptying of our grief. Go into that feeling and just totally feel it. Sit and take a deep breath and ask yourself, where is it? Where is it in your body? How is it that you are feeling it? and totally just feel completely into it. Breathe into it, experience it. Be interested in this feeling. And as you surrender to the emptying and emptiness, to the feeling of grief, of sadness, a transformation will begin to happen. And that transformation from grief to sadness, a deeper dimension comes. And that deeper dimension is that peace that you can feel, the peace that passes understanding and all emotions. I was feeling that peace, that deep inner peace, at the same time that I felt the grief and the sadness and the emptiness was there. And the smile so often comes onto my face because I can really feel the peace. And it's not about getting rid of the negative emotions. It's about tapping into the underlying dimension that we call space, stillness, where the depth of your being resides and knows that there is connection connection of stillness, the consciousness that you are, the stillness that you are. It is your connection to that being that you lost that is actually deeper because there is where you find the atonement with this new feeling of spirit. And you'll see that there isn't really loss. The loss is just the form the true connection and the true togetherness is oneness and it resides within you. And that person, the animal, they'd never left. They're still here. So feel that space, the emptiness. Surrender to it. 
And if you need help with it time and time again, come back because the grief does come in waves, but we can always come back. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to rediscovering you. And I am so, so proud of you. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any. If you're feeling that, oh my God, M, yes, I am so ready to rediscover myself and fall back in love with life, then babe, let's do this thing called life together. Head over to my website, mswain.com and book an appointment to begin your juicy, beautiful journey of rediscovery today. And then come over and join my ever-growing community on Instagram by following me at, at mswain underscore coaching. I can't wait to connect. Until then, chat soon.